The Monster She Loved by Daniel Shalom. Lefe was getting ready to put the bundle of firewood on her head when Kahiji swept in and assisted her. He then stepped away coyly, as though he felt guilty for invading her space and maybe her peace. Ah, Kahiji, you have finally arrived. Shall I thank my gods or yours? said Lefe sarcastically. Kahiji laughed and responded, Ah, ah, which gods do you speak of? You know I only have one and I am certain these are not the kind of things he concerns himself with. Maybe he should. You give him a bad name with your lateness, retorted Lefe, while she struggled up the bank of the river. It immediately came to a dirt road in which they both began to walk. It was dusk, and Lefe was rather intent on getting back to the camp where she stayed. Ah, sorry, Omukunzi. You know when it rains and gets muddy in Rutshuru, it becomes very difficult to traverse. Look at my shoes. You can't even see them under all that mud, said Kahiji. You're actually quite lucky you have shoes. The rest of us here only dream of them, and even then with dread, that they may still tear or get stolen. Consider yourself privileged. However, I have not yet accepted your proposal of love, so calling me your umukunzi is a privilege you have not yet earned, said Lefe, looking at Gahiji with the corner of her eye. She could not risk swiveling the big bundle of wood on her head, or else she could drop it at best or knock someone out cold at worst. Oh, not yet, you said. So then, there's hope. I was not sure any more my advances would yield any fruit, said Gahiji, smiling, looking straight ahead, but at nothing in particular. His eyes glazed over, his mind saturated with imagination. This beautiful damsel he had been pursuing for three good months could finally be his. She was slightly pugnacious, but that's something he could grow to love or just live with. Gahiji, I have told you time and time again, you think you want me, but you don't. There is a lot more to me than meets the eye, said Lefe, almost sounding irritated by Gahiji's incessancy. She broke her sachet and stood the firewood in front of her. She left the wrung out cloth she used to cushion the firewood with on her head. Can we not just be two people who know each other and leave it at that? Must we involve matters of the heart and love and feelings? Matters of which I care nothing for. Ah, uh ah, -uh. but Lefe. Why must you make something so beautiful sound so wrong? Should wanting to make you my wife be something almost ugly and insipid? Said Gahiji, baffled by Lefe's response. Yego, Gahiji, yego. It would be ugly and insipid because that is precisely what I am. I am ugly and insipid, worthless. You see me as I am now, but the truth is, I'm quite literally a dead woman walking. I am simply a corpse in that, Kahiji, is not what you want for a wife. Now, will you leave me be? whispered Lefe, yet with passion. What do you mean you died? You think telling me you're a lodi will turn me away? A lodi? You? You must have a better excuse than mere mythology, I'm sure, said Gehiji, as he tried to take the firewood from Lefe, hoping to ease off the weight. Lefe pushed his hands off. Genda, go away. I did not say I'm a spirit. I said I'm a corpse. I have a body, yes, but everything I am died. I only imitate what it is to be alive. If that you do not understand, then your brain is as muddy as your shoes, 
said Lefe, as she attempted to put the bundle of firewood back onto her head. Gahiji held the bundle down and just looked at Lefe, hoping she'd explain herself. Will you stop talking in riddles, please? We have lost daylight and it continues to get dark by the minute. Not that anything you say will change my mind, but you have gotten my muddy brain curious. Tell me what you mean, please, or else I'll call you sweetheart again, and we both know how you dislike that, said Gahiji, with an unsure smirk. He couldn't quite tell if Lefe would take the jock or not. Sawa, I'll tell you since you insist. I died. Twenty-two years ago. I died. I was killed when the AFDL troops swept through Rutshuru. They did unspeakable things to us. They did unspeakable things to me, things the devil himself would shy away from. I was six years old, Gehiji. A six-year-old should never have to see women raped in front of their husbands while their children are forced to sing songs, cheering on the ADFL, stripping them of all dignity. No child should have to witness the men who refuse to watch this debauchery get struck with foca focas in the back of the head and fall to their death in latrines. My father was one such man. He'd fled Rwanda. The genocide there took my mother, and this is what became of us, said Lefe, as she unraveled the cloth on her head to wipe her already wet face. Oh my God, Imanayanji, said Gahiji, as he had his hands held behind his back in shock and dismay. He walked around for a minute, attempting to gather his thoughts, but Lefe continued while he did. My friends, Mbia, Adama, Kazadi and their mothers were raped and shot into mass grave while I watched, powerlessly. A part of me died then. It's only when they turned on me and raped me that the rest of me would die. Do you want to know where I slept that night, Gaiji? Where they made me sleep? I'll tell you. I slept in the mass grave where they shot my friends and their mothers into. I slept next to their ravaged bodies. Befitting, now that I think about it, because I too died that day, said Lefe, with her head hung low, wiping the tears from her bloodshot eyes. Wringing her cloth into a swirl again, preparing again to headload, she turned to him and said, I cannot be a wife to you, Gahiji, or anyone else for that matter. Not only because I cannot give you children, I cannot please you as a wife. The second and last night before the ADFL left, I was raped again by more men than I cared to count. And before they left, one of them shot me where they had violated me and laughed. I had to be sewn up with a needle like I was a raggedy piece of cloth. He laughed. So when I said to you, there's more to me than meets the eye, it's true. But there's also a lot less of me left now. I am but a shell. A lodi is a soul without a body. I am a body without a soul. Does your mythology have a name for a creature such as I? Said Lefe, as she heaved the bundle of firewood back onto her head. She started again on her journey, but before she could have made her fifth step, Gahiji called to her. Lefe, Bauretse, wait, Gahiji said, rubbing his head with one hand and the other on his waist while he paced up and down. Finally, he stopped and without looking at Lefe, began his narration. 
When I was a boy, I became a child soldier. It was not something of my wishing, but this is how the chips fell. While in the jungles, a story was often relayed to me about a creature called the Nego Gunumba, known for eating children. I'm almost certain you've heard of it too. Funnily, it became clear to me that there was no Nego Gunumba. If there was, I was it. Ironically, I was the child in the jungle who became the monster he was taught to fear. The kind of monster I, like yourself, fled Rwanda from. After the war, a priest found me and took me in. He knew me. Oh, he knew me well. I'd shot him before, you see. But I suppose his God saved him from my gun, knowing he'd save me one day also. Fele, Ndagukunja Kiane, I love you. Allow me to love you. Allow yourself to be loved and perhaps one day you will live again. <laughs>